You're listening to WERALP, Arlington, Virginia, 96.7 FM, streaming and on demand at WERA.FM. In real estate, if you do any trading, they always say the more you do on the front end, it makes the back end easier. So anything that goes south on a transaction should have been taken care of in the beginning. So if you streamline the beginning, and you don't really know what's motivating somebody or what's important to them or what's going on in their life, you could find down the road in the middle of perhaps they've put an offer in and and then it goes south because they weren't really on the same page. They didn't really want that house. It wasn't, there was something that you didn't get at. Coming to you from the studios at Arlington Independent Media, I'm your host, Lynn Borton, and this is Choose to be Curious. Welcome. This is a show all about curiosity. We talk about research and theory, but mostly it's conversations about how curiosity shows up in work and life. When I started all of this, I didn't understand all the places it would take me. It seemed like a rich topic, ripe for robust conversations of many sorts, but I had no idea how rich or how ripe or how robust it would prove to be. Nor did I really appreciate the deeper questions that curiosity would surface, questions about values and trust, about the very threads of our human fabric. Stephen Covey, the guru of trust, leadership, and culture, says this, Trust always affects two measurable outcomes, speed and cost. When trust goes up in a relationship or on a team, in a company, in an industry, with a client, with a customer, speed goes up with it and cost comes down. Everything happens faster and everything costs less because trust has been established. That's a dividend, a high trust dividend. I hear over and over in these conversations that curiosity is such an effective way to establish and maintain trust by taking an interest, by asking questions out of care. We build trust with curiosity. And then my thinking goes to Todd Kashton, a professor of psychology and senior scientist at the Center for the Advancement of Well-Being at George Mason University. Todd, who has joined me here on Choose to be Curious, has research that suggests that curiosity contributes to positive social outcomes between unacquainted strangers. And that curious people felt close to partners during intimate and small talk conversations, while less curious people only felt close when the situation offered relationship-building exercises. That all got me thinking about the big moments in life when we rely on others We must trust others to help us through major transitions and transactions. So imagine it's your job to establish a relationship, to build trust, even intimacy with a client at the very moment they're going through what's proven to be one of the most stressful life events, buying or selling a house. How do you do that? Christine Hopkins doesn't have to imagine it. That's her job. Christine is a licensed real estate professional with Caldwell Banker. On LinkedIn, she describes herself as a real estate salesperson, anti-racist, and community leader. I think that's pretty apt. Her passion for community is deep and active. She walks her talk. 
Alert listeners will recognize her name. Full disclosure, Christine has been a long time and very appreciated sponsor of this show. I'm delighted to finally get Christine into the studio with me to feel our way around all of this. So welcome, Christine. Thank you, Lynn. It's interesting to be here. Well, I am delighted. And you know, you once said to me that curiosity is so important for a buyer's agent, particularly somewhat less on the seller side. And you want to know what is motivating a move, that's first, and always what is important about that motivation. Tell me, how do you begin to establish what is important about a buyer's motivation? The piece you said about trust is super important. Mm -hmm. And whenever I meet a new client, I have to quickly but not make it feel quick, establish some sort of rapport Mm -hmm. and trust. And as you also said, asking those questions about people's lives and being curious enough to want to know who they are as a person, it helps me understand what I need to know to find them the right home. So what do you ask? I mean, what's on that list of things that you're trying to extract from people? A lot of it is probably things that you would think of, how many people live in the home, what school, are schools important, do you want to be walkable, do you not, what does the house have to provide for you, bedrooms and bathrooms. Mm-hmm. But the real curiosity comes when you dig into that a little more. Yeah, so how do you do that? You just keep asking a version of why is that important. Uh-huh. So someone wants a particular school. And you, I need to find out why do they want that school because maybe they can get something at a different price point, at a different school if they're not aware of a program, mm. or do they know that they don't have to live in a certain area to go to a school? So sometimes people think they know what they want, and they haven't really explored what that really means. So your job is to bring curiosity to that to figure out what it is they actually want. Yes. Like there's what they think they want and then there's what they actually want? Yes, yeah. very much so. Uh, so so how do you establish that trust? Because it feels like you have to go zero to 60 without, as you say, without feeling like it's going zero to 60. Well, I do a lot of referral business. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people are, it's a warm introduction to start with. So we have a connection that we can explore and that makes it um, very helpful. Though I did have a period of time where I did cold sales, uh, phone call sales, where Uh I would, like Zillow leads, Uh where people would show very little interest, but you would call them and try to establish. I seem to have a gift to be able to talk to people and and get at a place where they feel comfortable and ask questions and and it doesn't feel intrusive. So can you unpack your gift? I mean what do you what do you think oh, it's components of right? <laughs> I can bottle it. <laughs> I think that I'm truly interested yeah. in them as a person. The transaction is not that important to me. That's sometimes a gift and sometimes not. I know some of my colleagues, they would rather do transaction, transaction, transaction. And I am happy to spend time, go deep, explore maybe too much, some people would think. 
That's really interesting. You know, as I was doing reading on this, I I went back to something. I don't have it at the tip of my tongue, but there's something called a trust equation Hmm. that looks at reputation and accountability and other things. But the thing that divides it all is people's perception of self-interest. So if the transaction isn't that important to you, then your divisor does not undermine, does not diminish your accountability, your reliability, the warm introduction and all that. So maybe Mm. that's a big part of your secret, actually. Mm. I think that has to be a part of it Mm -hmm. because particularly in real estate, I think that the public's perception, because some realtors are more transactional than others, Mm -hmm. I think that there is a reputation of not really caring, making a lot of money. It's very easy. I don't need a realtor. And I truly think of myself as being a guide Mm. and a fiduciary for them and also really care that their family unit, whatever that is, is happy for the long term. Yeah, yeah. So do you agree with Kashtin's finding about curiosity and intimacy and kind of building relationships? Does that resonate? It did. Yeah. Very much so. I think it just it, it feels so authentic when you are truly getting to know somebody. Yeah. And the opposite is true as well. And when we meet different clients, that's why the warm introduction is really important. Some people want to just be very business. Mm -hmm. And some people want their hand held, Mm -hmm. metaphorically. And I probably do better with the people who want their hand held, Mm -hmm. though I can get deep into data. But I, I, th- I think I enjoy working with them. So that makes it more successful as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was remembering as I was finding my way as trust being this theme within this conversation, I was reminded that the first time that I saw you before I knew you was at the TEDx Arlington talk. At the very end, everybody's sort of celebrating the event and recognizing one another's efforts. And you came out having done, you'd done a lot of the logistics behind it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you came out and you were describing the conversation with other organizers. And you had said at some point, do you trust me? And just give me these reins, let me run with this, and I will take care of it. And I thought... She's been thinking about this and these relationships and kind of getting stuff done, whether it's a local speaking program or a real estate transaction that is about somebody's family and home. You've been thinking about that as a trust enterprise all along, haven't you? I don't know that I was consciously, Mm. but I do know that you have to have a feeling of mutual trust to have a the the part where what you said about Stephen Covey that really resonated because mm-hmm. the the time and money situation in real estate if you do any trading they always say the more you do on the front end it makes the back end easier so uh, anything that yeah. goes south on a transaction should have been taken care of in the beginning so oh interesting so if you streamline the beginning and you don't really know what's motivating somebody or what's important to them or what's going on in their life, you could find down the road in the middle of perhaps they've put an offer in and 
And then it goes south because they weren't really on the same page. They didn't really want that house. It wasn't, there was something that you didn't get at before. Mm. So now you're doubling your efforts because now you're starting from scratch. Interesting. Interesting. So so do you have specific kinds of kinds of questions? I mean, people say, you know, tell me more, anything else. Are there particular kinds of questions that you find yourself asking to try to be upstream of those sorts of things? Well, as we said, the, the why is that important yeah. is really the go-to. Mm-hmm. And you can ask that again and again <laughs> as, as they give you an answer. I, I, I need to be in this school. Well, why is that important? Well, because my son needs to be in this program. Well, why is that important? It's just a way to really get to the granular yeah. so that you can then think of alternatives because you can't allow someone to be tied into like one situation. Right. Right. Because now it's all about luck. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have what you would consider curiosity practices? Gosh, I don't know that I do, but you certainly make me think about it differently. Do you have an example of a curiosity practice? Well, I think sort of having uh, sort of a checklist of questions is a is a curiosity practice. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, motivation and sort of asking not just one why, but keep asking the why. That's a curiosity pra- practice, right? Mm-hmm. That you're sort of staying intentional in that. I know as you and I have talked about this, you probe – around not just motive, but like, how do you see yourself in the space? And so I I guess I wonder, is there a practice associated with that in, you know, visualization? Or I I don't know. I'm a big visualization person. Mm -hmm. I like to think about how life will be. For instance, so if we go into a house and we think we like it, then I will ask them, well, imagine a day here and what's your life like and where will your kids be and how will it function and truly go into that, feel it. It's somewhat, I'm somewhat of an empathic that way. Mm -hmm. You know, what you feel is so much more important than what you think. And do you find that people have thought about these things? Often not. She's she's shaking her head. (laughs) And I think that's why it's so – people have gotten to a place where it's, okay, it's time to buy that house or upgrade or get bigger. And they know the pain point. Yeah. But they haven't necessarily considered all of the other things that will go into that. So what do you wish they were curious about? I think it's okay that they're not – that curious where I get there because I guess it helps establish that trust thing. Uh, that's part of the value. You bring. <laughs> that might be part of the value. <laughs> um, yes. So, but it's nice to see people who maybe haven't thought it through uh-huh. have have those layers peel away mm. and have them think, "Oh, I never thought of that." Yeah. Oh, I had I had a client uh, a few months ago. And he was talking to me about someone he works with, and they, too, were buying a home, and they were very unhappy with their real estate agent. Mm. In fact, they said, oh, we hate our agent. Oh, dear. And my client, who's total data nerd, uh-huh. shared with me, I said, I love my agent. And 
he never thought about a lot of the things I asked him to think about, and he saw the value. Uh That made me feel amazing. Yeah, yeah. So are there things that seem to surprise people the most in the discovery process? I mean, here's a a great example, right, of sort of this kind of self-discovery that you bring. I mean, I don't think most people think that buying a home is going to be a process of self-discovery, but that's what you're offering, right? It really is. And I I think it should be. It's a huge part of your life. Right. Your children will grow there. You will cook your meals and have your intimate moments and it will be your shelter. It, it's so much. It's so important that I think it's valuable. Again, I think that I attract the people or I look for the people who will value that as well. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like we've had a really mutually satisfying experience. And I'm not that interested in in maybe working with people who don't want to go on that journey. Right. And it's, of course, it's not just a kind of intimate, personal, like where the memories happen, but it's also probably most people's biggest financial investment in their lives. Yes. And that adds a lo- not a just layer. a layer, but like seventy five <laughs> huge layer years of of stuff on it, particularly in the Northern Virginia market where things are very expensive. Yeah, um, if people coming um, from other areas are often surprised mm. at the pricing, and yes, it's a major commitment yeah. to a lifestyle. Yeah as well as their future. So that's part of the the question that you must bring to it, too, is there are trade-offs given the cost of housing here that are not true elsewhere in the country. It doesn't have to be quite the investment that almost anything here is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I will sometimes suggest that it's not the right time for them to buy mm-hmm. or that they're not a great candidate to buy or that maybe we should wait. And I think that's – my broker won't love that – But I would rather not sell you a house than make it be the wrong choice for you. Hmm. And not that I want to mother them, but Hmm. often it's almost expected. Mm -hmm. You have a a certain job. You have a certain family situation. That next step is often, well, you buy the house. Right. So there you're helping people challenge their assumptions, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of a curiosity practice, too, Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, you know. Step back. Is this really the answer to whatever the pain point, the next step is? Interesting. Right. right. So this is why this is why I say that um, you walk your talk. And I wanted to actually. This isn't really necessarily about real estate per se, but I wanted to kind of ask you about the connection you see between these different hats and, you know, using your LinkedIn profile, for instance, as a springboard, a real estate salesperson, anti-racist, and community leader. Weave those together for me. Well, those profiles, you have to come up with some words. (laughs) Oh, these are more than words. I know that. (laughs) What was the first one? Do I put real estate first? You put real estate Uh, first. It's a professional profile. It's a professional profile. And then it's just what is what is important to me. Yeah. I I am a strong anti-racist actively, and I think that that's just about fairness in the world. Mm-hmm. And so, I I think that's very important, and I think it's important to put it out there yeah. publicly. And I thought about that because it is a professional profile. 
but it's very important. So it's who I am. And part of, I'm not sure what the chicken and the egg is, but I financially, I don't have to work with people who I don't want to work with. Uh-huh. And so I think it's good to be, here's who I am. And it will connect with you or it won't. Uh-huh. And then the community leader, I've always been one to whatever community I've in. And I've moved a few times in my life, but a way to not only meet people and know what's going on and really be plugged in is to get involved, yeah. volunteer, help, be of service. And that's really important to me to yeah. feel like I'm not just taking up space. Like I'm doing something that is bigger than me and meaningful. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to give kind of a manifesto to other real estate brokers on curiosity, what would you, what would it include? It doesn't have to be fully realized here. Oh, good. What would it, what would it include? A manifesto on curiosity. Well, just to have some. I, I do think that I have a lot of colleagues in this business, and I'm certainly not like all of them. There are people like me, but we seem to fall into two groups of the transactional and the warm and fuzzy. <laughs> the relational. <laughs> the relational, yes. And I think that I would say to the people who are transactional, you could be even more successful if you had genuine curiosity for the people that you are helping and that you're interacting with, and you might find it very fulfilling. So try it. Be curious. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Thank you. On the spot. On the spot, a manifesto. (laughs) So speaking of on the spot, you ready for a big jar of wannabe analogies? Oh, my goodness. This is the part (laughs) that I've been... Oh, no. No, no, no. This is, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Okay, you know how this works. Yes, I do. Reach in. Take a slip. I'll get one. We'll get one for the audience. We're going to make an analogy to curiosity with whatever's on. You want me to go or you want me to go? I want you to go. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. I took too many here. Okay. All right. Mine is a balloon. How is curiosity like a balloon? Well, you and I are kind of the same age. Do you remember the red balloon? Yes. So for those who don't remember this, this is a film about this child who gets this big red balloon and it just kind of lifts him up and takes him kind of all over. Is it London, Paris? I don't remember where he was. I think it was Paris. Yeah. But I think curiosity does that same thing. It's like a big red balloon that just lifts you and takes you places and that, like that small boy, we should all just grab hold and go. So that's nice. how curiosity is like a balloon. What do you have? I have the moon. Oh. And let's see. How is curiosity like the moon? Well, I think as humans, it's this far away. We see it every day, and yet we don't really know it and we have this intrinsic curiosity about that Mm -hmm. what's going on there and how does that affect us and so I think the moon moon. inspires curiosity 
but I don't know that I can relate it to curiosity. Is I'll that go good enough? In, I'll go with inspiration okay. every day. I'll go with inspiration. <laughs> and <laughs> audience, uh, how is curiosity like chopsticks? <laughs> is moon better than chopsticks? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Let us know. Um, how is Curiosity Like Chopsticks? Facebook, Twitter, hashtag analogy. So, Christine, thank you so much for this. But where can people find you? If people want to know more about Christine's approach to real estate, where can they find you? I am on Facebook slash Nova House Hunter. And my brokerage is in Vienna, Virginia. And Google. <laughs> Google. Always a good answer. Always a good answer. And I'll have links. I'll have links to Christine on my website as well. Well, Christine, thank you so much for this, for your sponsorship, for your leadership in the community, for your anti-racist work, and for being here today. Thank you so much. This was a lot less frightening than I imagined. <laughs> and it was actually a lot of fun. Oh, good. Thank oh, you. Good. You've been listening to WERA 96.7 FM. If you joined us late or want to catch up with this or any of the other great programs here on Radio Arlington, check us out online and on demand at WERA.FM. You can find all my shows online where you catch your favorite podcast and on Facebook and my website at choosetobecurious.com. I hope you'll follow me there and on Twitter at choose number two, letter B, curious. Don't forget to send us your chopsticks analogy, hashtag analogy. Many thanks to my guest and generous sponsor, Christine Hopkins. Links to her, Stephen Covey, and Todd Cashton, quite a triumvirate, all on my website. Thanks, too, to Sean Ballack for our theme music and a warm body for Home, Home at Last, recorded at Blue Dot Sessions. So maybe it isn't your job to help someone choose where they will spend their nights and days, but it's all our jobs to build community. So how might you use curiosity to do that? I hope you'll join me again next time. And until then, choose to be curious. That was fantastic. So will you interview me quickly on this idea of <laughs> this recognition? So Lynn, this journey of curiosity, number one, how does it feel to be so on point with the world as they're, they're catching up with you in this looking at curiosity? It is hot, isn't it? Yes. You know, it wasn't quite as hot when I started. Not at all. That. You're a trailblazer. I guess so. I guess so. Well, it feels great. I mean, it feels wonderful that people are talking about it. But, you know, I have to say that most of the places where it gets talked about, it's like the latest buzzword in the business world. Mm. And what I've loved about what my guests bring to these conversations is that we get so much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. We really sort of drill down into all sorts of stuff that I don't necessarily see coming. And I think most of them don't see coming. And it feels like a real privilege to be in those conversations on a weekly basis. Choose to be Curious is sponsored in part by realtor Christine Hopkins. Curious about real estate? Christine works with clients from around the world using her time and knowledge to build community. As she likes to say, community engagement has always been my big why. Working in real estate has helped me express that. What makes you part of a community more than living there? For more information, visit facebook.com slash Nova House Hunter.